Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Episode 15. 15. Of Stakes is High, the Black Nerd Podcast. Yes, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Troll Hunter, a.k.a. at Tall Black Guy, a.k.a. Ill Gates, in your area. Maybe mass hysteria. Don't shoot me. I am Terry Gant, also known as Doc Midnight or Dread October. You pick. It's football season, so I can be Dread October. I'm Dread October, and it's fantasy leagues in which I lose, <laughs> getting my ass handed to me. But I think I think in my fantasy league so far, I'm, I've only got like one team that's kind of shit in the bed. Every, everything else is kind of working out right working so out. far. Okay. Three weeks into the National League of Deplorability. Ah, word up. So we're going to get right into this thing. We're going to get right into episode 15. And I, I mean, how you want to start? We, like, I, I'm... How so we want to start on, right on our agenda. So, so Legion of Fan, here's what you got to realize right now. Me, me and my man, tall black guy, <laughs> we not used this technology before. We doing a different <laughs> thing here because in the space, the, <laughs> the place that is the space, we have this gigantic monitor here, and it's, it's massive, and it's on the wall, and I've got our agenda. Our, our show agenda is up on the gigantic screen. It looks like we're in the war room right here, right? And, and I've been adding some things to our agenda, to our, to our, our list of things to get through. And topic number one, because we didn't really put these in any particular order. <laughs> there's no order. For the, there's no order here. So topic number one is the Luke Cage playlist. So this is, so apparently last episode, I'm, I drink during these sometimes. So I don't always remember the shit that I say we yeah. ought to do. Yeah, okay. And apparently it was on me. And I was like, we ought to come up with our own Luke Cage playlist. And I didn't do that shit. But Troy did. <laughs> Troy I'm, I'm gonna do it now, but like I didn't do it before. <laughs> so, so what we can what we can do? We Troy's can gonna throw his shit out there. And I'm gonna criticize. Him. Yes, indeed, that's what you do. Right. So we gonna do this. the thing is though is that we could probably do this multimedia style. Get a Spotify right. joint, All right? And have that link up on Ooh. on the Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Facebook page, y'all better be fans. Better hit a like on the page. Cause I posted things to our Facebook page last week. Said I, like he did big things. But I also asked y'all <laughs> what topics y'all wanted, and nobody responded because Facebook is about that bullshit and wanted me to pay them $3 so yeah. y'all could see what yeah. I wrote. So Facebook's on that bullshit, but that's the kind of you thing might you have to go to, You might have to, for a month or so, go to the Stakes is High, the Black Nerd Podcast Facebook page and just post things on your own without the links just popping up in your feed because they probably won't because Facebook wants us to pay them to have that happen. And that, that ain't happening right now. Cause, right. You know, if Stakes, it was the White Nerd Podcast, that shit just be popping up all over my motherfucking <laughs> page and shit. Right. You know, reverse racism. It just be, man, the Robins have been ranked. We've ranked all the Robins for you, five through one. Which was the best Spider-Man costume? We ranked them all. Yeah, that's but, the shit. I see this shit all the time. But stakes remain high, so stakes we can't do that. High. So we can't do that. Sky point. <laughs> what, what are you saying, Bolt? <laughs> the Usain Bolt arrow. All right, so what's in your playlist, Troy? All right, the playlist now. See, Luke Cage. You so we may do the Spotify thing, but this, right. this is the thing. We had this kind of argument. We started off. Yeah. Now we didn't saw the trailers. We've seen we saw, the trailers. We've seen the trailers. The trailers look hot. We loving the trailers and everything. Um, we got we got the. There's gonna be all sorts of viewing parties and live tweets and all that stuff next week on the 30th when this thing's gonna pop off. But we had a discussion last week about what kind of music would Luke Cage listen to. And I think it's pretty important that we set up which Luke Cage we're talking about because A, continuity, and B, Luke Cage has been around for a long goddamn time. So 
if we're talking about like the David H. Walker current kind of Luke Cage, the one that still says fiddle faddle, fiddle faddle <laughs> does not mean that you're really listening to the kind of music that this Luke Cage in this Netflix production is going to listen to. So the thought being that that Luke Cage, the Luke Cage, the hero for hire Luke Cage, Luke Cage with the Luke Cage belt buckle, the Luke Cage with the with the afro with the with the yellow bandana with the slightly open shirt, that cat ain't listening to Wu Tang. He's not listening to Mob Deep. He's not listening to Method Man. He's not listening to Wu Tang. So the thought was is that that one is listening to old soul classics and as was probably a little bit like a little bit of disco a little bit of kind of you know down to summer kind of shit that's the thought of that's the the old like the heroes for hire luke cage that's what he's listening to that's what's on his playlist it's definitely a soul he doesn't know if you know he doesn't li- you know he doesn't listen to the music that the kids listen to now doesn't understand it they like say he still says fiddle faddle he got a kid now, so he got to tone it down, so you can't be all profane and whatnot. So that's what he does. But if we're talking about the current Luke Cage, the Luke Cage of this Netflix thing, who now it's canon that he's listened to Wu-Tang. This is canon now. Listen to Wu-Tang, there's Nas in the thing. We're naming episodes after Gangstar songs. There's going to be this a ton and ton and ton of hip-hop and Mary J. Blige. Because when you need, when somebody needs to be hurt and sing about being hurt, <laughs> and you can do it over a hip hop beat, you call Mary J. Mary J, the queen of hip hop soul. That's what ends up happening. So, I would have called Shaka Khan. Hmm? I would have called Shaka Khan. Shaka, uh, I don't know. I don't know if Shaka Khan kind of doing that now. Luke would have called it. Luke would have, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Luke, I take your girl Shaka. Cage. Right. Luke would have called Shaka Khan. So the thought being that there's going to be two. There has to be at least two playlists. One's for the earlier in, in, in incarnation of the Luke Cage character. And one have to be for, the, I guess, the current one. But the point being that the old one, very much soul, very much not quite Motown, but maybe like funk, maybe some soul, you know, some big payback, you know, say it loud. The new one, however, is talking about, you know, he's doing the Nas, Gangstar, PLO style. Um, he's doing all that stuff. Um, and that's what the playlist has to be for Luke, for Luke Cage. That is the thought. Okay. I'm, I'm whipping mine up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> now, once again, we're going to put this on. We may put this on. We may just go all out, put it on Spotify. Y'all can peep the playlist and things. Right. Right. We're we, we going to do that. Because I didn't even think about that. You know. But my man thought about that shit. So I, I'm very happy. What's in, what's in your playlist? So what, did you actually so, get tracks? No. I just, like I said. Okay. Um, the, the kind of list he would have. Yeah. So say, you know, say aloud, Black and I'm Proud. All right. Um, like the old one. Um, he'll do some salmon, you know, some uh, probably some Sam Cooke. Probably um, some Salmon Dave. You know, it's kind of if, if you wanted to be upbeat or whatever, you know, some some Donna Summer, some uh, kind of early disco kind of stuff, kind of. Uh, but somebody, you know, somebody singing, maybe not Motown, maybe not kind of a harmonizing kind of thing, but definitely like a soulful singing kind of thing. Maybe some Aretha, 
that kind of thing. Like somebody, you know, somebody who can evoke some soul and everything. But as was noted in the conversation I was having, like this cat is basically, you know, mid thirties, early mid thirties or whatever, right. whatever. He grew up in Harlem. So this is definitely, it's definitely gonna be a New York vibe. There's not gonna be any outcast. There's not gonna be any E-40. I, be I believe that NWA. is true. There, there will There's be, there will be, be a nothing, small amount. If anything, NWA there, there, there shit. might be a small amount. There might be a small amount of West Coast shit. Like on my list, I have them having one dilated track. <laughs> on my list, yes, he, he has one one track by dilated people. Luke Cage would have on his playlist. One, I give him one. I won't say he'll have nothing from the West Coast at all. I would probably say he, would, he wouldn't. Luke Cage knows music, man. I know he knows music, yes, but that's not the music he spread that speaks to. Him. Who on the East, now see, I can ask, people on the East Coast didn't listen to West Coast stuff, except the big stuff. That was it. Maybe they should have. But (laughs) believe me, I've had that conversation many times, because Lord knows, growing up on the West Coast, that's all you got was East Coast, because the East Coast has kind of propped themselves up as the originators of the culture. Sure, sure. This is what we do. This is what's real hip hop. And then we kind of, our guys were kind of upstarts. And New York got mad about it. Man. Then Snoop came through and crushed the building. Deal with it. Right. So that's that's so, but not nothing against how New Yorkers dealt with it. But if Luke Cage is a mid thirties, early mid thirties black dude growing up in Harlem, that's what he did. So okay, neither of us were that dude. Neither of us so, were that dude. You know, I, yeah, I don't know. All right, so here's here's really <laughs> quick, just going through. Uh, <laughs> Going through my iPod, going through my hip hop playlist. Here's what I saw on my hip hop playlist that I think <clears throat> Luke Cage would have on his playlist. His nine tracks, I don't think he'd have a problem with. Okay. On his playlist. Okay. Stakes is high by <laughs> Dayla, right? Of course, of course. See, how could he not? I mean, how could he not? How could he not? How could if he anyone not? knows stakes remain high, it's Luke fucking Cage. Luke Cage. Right? Luke Cage right. knows. All right. Most deaf guy, right? I, I can't. I can't see him not like yeah. having Gavin that nice. beat. You know, that beat's just it's simple enough and it's to the point. To the point. Right? Then I think he'd wanna he wanna up amp it up a little bit. Okay. And this is where we get Black Alicious Paragraph President. <laughs> you know? Like, come on now. Like <laughs> I can't front on Black Alicious. All right. And then because Luke Cage will crack a smile every so often, right? <laughs> I am smiling. Right, you know. <laughs> then Night Train, public enemy. Okay. You know, it's gotta be PE anyway. That's right, and then yeah. and then I, my dilated track is Hard Hitters, which, which which has which has my man. Yeah, like you know, Black Thoughts on the shit. Black so, Thoughts on it, right? Like I, there are probably other dilated tracks that just happen to come up in my iPod. Yeah, I'm, I'm I got say, I got you. I mean, sometimes you gotta like you know, I'm, I'm being real. I only did that shit by looking through my iPod. Right, right. And I like thought and I like I like dilated. Then I think I. Of all the Jay-Z tracks that my man could have, I don't think he would go with one of the standard Jay-Z hits. No. I think he'd go some like freestyle mixtape type bullshit because Jay-Z was kind of fun for that, which is where I think the Get High Jazzo diss would actually come in. I, I think I, no, I, I think, think that might work. I think Jay-Z and and I think with like uh, organized confusion or some something that's uh, low impact because Jay-Z did regrets um, yep. that slower kind of thing, um, you wouldn't do, you know, can't knock the hustle, right. like, because Luke Cage is a <coughs> braggadocio kind of right. dude, because right. that's that kind of dude. Luke Cage is kind of a reluctant hero, then 
figures out like, hey, I can really help people by applying these 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 skills and, and stuff like but that. But at times, could be selfish as a motherfucker. Could be. This, this is in his history. It is in his, yes. It is in his history. And it's for a sure. long history. Right. It's a long history. It, I don't know if this is a history that they're going to address in this. In I'm this show. pretty sure they won't. This <laughs> is just some, this is like fantasy booking. This is what we're doing. If you're a wrestling fan, many a wrestling fan has sat around booking WrestleMania your damn self with your boys because you ain't Vince McMahon and you know damn well you think you could do it better. So why not? Fantasy booking. That's what we're doing here. Right? We just we just plugging in okay. a mixtape for, for my man's okay. Apple Watch. You know? I then I got award two of my tribe. Award two, yeah. Tribe. Then I got Concerto of the Desperado. Desperado. Come on, son! That- that song makes me happy so People many. listen to this right now like, I want this playlist now. You know they think it. We got to do it now. Right, right? We got to do then, it. And then my last track, Grandmaster Flash, The Message. The Message? Yeah. Come on. And we out. Credits can roll, son. Credits can, Credits roll. can roll. By now, you know he done been shot at. You know he done, he, done, he, done, he done hugged the chick, laid down with her, but then got up because he ain't wanted to get hurt. He done threw a taxi cab. He done ordered himself a Euros like, with like, extra sauce. You know what I mean? He done done all of it right now. Got to pick his kid up. His old lady done yelled at him. You know, he done told he done told the cop to step off, and get out of his face. No detective, I ain't talking to you, but I'll take your card. You know, he done done all that by this point, right? And a message, the and message. we out. I'm gonna add some things. I'm gonna add some things. I think <laughs> there's gonna be some. There's gonna be another. There's gonna be another dialogue joint. I think some organized confusion or some feral munch. Sure. Um, just somebody, you know, and I, I appreciate putting in concerto to that the shit. And Concerto <laughs> makes me happy every time. Like, I'm grinning like Jujitsu. Yeah. Oh, my God. Confession, too. See, not only did I forget that we were supposed to do this, but my whole thing musically for the last week has been straight up speed metal. <laughs> right? I don't know if I've listened to a single hip-hop track in the past week. It has been just straight speed. Like, like just old-school fucking Jason Becker, Marty Friedman ripping. Like, I, I listen to Dragon Force on the way here. Like, I just want a million notes an hour, a million notes a minute. You know, just give me speed metal. I, I went to the gym for the first time a couple weeks. I had this, this, this upper respiratory infection thing. And the only thing that got me back into, like, like prison yard pushing iron, the speed metal was back on. My arms are so as shit. My chest is like, it's like I've been taking chops from Ric Flair. You don't understand, y'all. You don't understand. I did this list here right now off the top of the dome, well, sort of. Because my boy here came, my boy comes at me with the hip hop sometimes, and I feel like I, I, gotta, I do, gotta do something. I gotta do something. I mean, but you know, I, you know, it's like it's right like, by Luke. It's, it's like music keeping. I'm, I'm musically trying to keep you, put put you in the put you in the yard. Uh-huh. You know, hey, get, you know, I, I ain't gonna set you. Just go. Just yeah, go. Yeah, just yeah. Do the thing. No, that's good. So I know you do, but you do your thing. I benched 197 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I benched a couple bottles of Dublin whiskey. <laughs> Word. Check out the guns. Look uh, at that shit. So, yeah. Y'all can't see it on the mic. You can't see it on ripped. The, but do you feel it on, on the me. mic, though? Uh, you should feel it. Ripped. You should feel it on the uh, mic. All right. All right let's <laughs> so we're going to put this together on Spotify for y'all and just post it up. Because just, this is just fun. This is just fun. <laughs> Yo, what we got? The screen, oh. yeah. shit. All right. <laughs> the, the screen went to the whole screen. I got to log back in. Hold on. <laughs> So yes, also you can also get at us at stakes and this is a plug. Stakes is high podcast at gmail.com. You should hit us up on the emails and things, and we'll also get to your questions and all that good stuff like that. So let's move it on. Let's move it on though. Alright. I think we have things we like, son. Right, things we like. You hit it. Alright. I have been digging <clears throat> and I was a couple episodes behind, but I caught up this morning. Atlanta. The show. 
Atlanta the city, you confuse the fuck out of me. But Atlanta the show, the the, the Donald Glover joint, I've been enjoying the fuck out of this show. And here's why I've been enjoying the fuck. It's not what I thought it was gonna be, at all. It really is not. Donald Glover is is really good at finding the perfect middle ground for being a black nerd in mass media without having to be some black version of fucking like um, um, Big Bang Theory and bullshit like that, right? The dude is straight like playing a character caught in between just being broke and a loser, seeing an opportunity for a come up, but everyone around him is doing the same shit they always do, therefore you can't come up because you require the help of idiots. <laughs> you're in your situation because you've been a dumbass, but you're not a dumbass. Yeah. But you've been a dumbass. They're dumbasses, <laughs> and they need your help and can't get there. You know what I mean? This show is, if you have not caught this show, I am digging it. And the thing about it, like one of the, when I've, I've heard Donald Glover talk about it, and I'm not sure that this was necessarily critical to make this show work, but he's got an all black writer's room, right? So all of his writers working on the show are all black. So there's some level of the black experience that they at least understand innately, right? That works. So there's just some, some bits on this show you just probably don't have to explain. Or in my mind, the bigger reason to have an all black writer's room is there's some jokes on this show that can be written in that you don't have to have the telecat, no, we're not doing that. Right. Right? Like, to and me, I that's probably a, the bigger deal. I want an authentic experience, but you're not, okay. In episode one, there's a bit where they're talking about, uh, they're, they're, what they're trying to talk about is um, how in the industry you are respected or not respected, right? You know you're respected or not respected by how cats treat you, you know, when they think you're paying attention versus when they're not. So there's a, there's a scene in which Donald Glover needs to get his cousin's uh, tape uh, into a record station that he's done some work at, that he's been at. He knows a dude there at least, right? This dude has to like help put him on. The way he's gonna do it is, if you give me the tape and some cash, I will put that tape in front of the dude who's in charge of putting the shit on, mm -hmm. right? But somewhere in there, my man, the white dude he's talking to in the parking lot, like, all like my nigga, this blah, 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 right? And just drops that on him. And, you know, Donald Glover looks at him and is like, whoa, <laughs> wh where'd that come from? You know what I mean? Did you just, you know? <laughs> Did you, did you really, in the story you're telling, did you really say, you know, nigga, please, this, that, and the other thing to the, to the brother you was talking to? Oh, yeah, I totally said that shit, right? But later on the episode, right, when he's got my man in the car with his gangsta-ass cousin and his really weird fucking tweaked-out spirit animal of a brother who just lost a bullet in a bowl of cereal, like, in a, in a later episode, when that dude's in the car, this dude relates the same fucking story and he does not drop the n-word right and then you then donald glover realizes oh okay you see me as the kind of dude you can say that shit in front of because you know i won't pop you in your mouth right but you can tell my cousin right go put you on the fucking ground <laughs> so you're not gonna relate the story the same way to him huh right, right, right. okay but he didn't say anything about it he just he gives him a look like okay all right you know like that to me is something that I think that if you're, you got a smart writer's room, you can tell that story, yeah. right? But if you got different kinds of makeup in your writer's room, you might need to explain why we can or do can't tell do that, that right. You know what I mean? Here, I think it got told perfectly, right? And other things too about the show, I just think in, in various episodes, every episode has surprised me so far, you know? 
I was really surprised the Migos were in one of these damn episodes. Shout out to Arian. Those are his boys. And he rides for Migos. Shit just sounds noisy as fuck to me. But I know that's my man, Arian. Shaking my head. Oh, don't hear my mouth, though. But like, but like, you know, like cats have been making like cameos in the show, and that's not even the most important part. The important part of the show is Donald Glover's character Earn is trying to do what he can to do right by his kid and his 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 on again, off again baby mama, right? Who he's trying to be with, but maybe not. You know, he's trying to figure it out, right? <laughs> and like the only other time I've seen something like this done this well has either had so much more drama, bullets had to fly every episode, or so much more comedy, it was half-baked and you couldn't take it seriously, right? Like, the show is really nice. Okay. If you, 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 have you caught it? No. Are you gonna? I don't are, think are, so. are you, why? I don't like Donald Glover. Well, I'm just saying, okay. But you, you give me a, you, you've, you've talked this up. I think I know up. what you mean. You've talked this up where I can like, do you know how many times cats told me I need to watch Community because Donald Glover's on it? Oh, but you know, you collect comic books and you play D&D and you listen to heavy metal. Donald Glover? Motherfucker. Like, you know, like the number of times that happens. Hey, you know, did you watch Community? They, they reference Doctor Who again, you know? And <laughs> Donald Glover, this happens all the time to me, right? Like, I wasn't there when Donald Glover was like, why can't I be Spider-Man? I didn't give two shits about that. Right. Right? <laughs> this show, as a, just a pure Donald Glover vehicle, works. And the director of the show, this cat who just does like music videos, apparently, he's never directed a TV show, hmm. right? And you can tell this dude is like bringing it like, he's, he's coming from some different angle. And the way Donald Glover was explaining this dude's involvement, it was like, there's a lot of things we don't really know how to do, so we just kind of like, do something. And just see what happens. Like we, we, there's no right way or wrong way, because we've never done this before. Yeah. I like the risk that they're taking with the show. You know, and Darius, the weird tweaker ass motherfucker, is really growing on me. You know, because at one he is he is he is he is like one part most annoying kind of weird flavor flavor type motherfucker in the world, and at other times he's like this fucking like weird tapped into the the, the universe kind of shit. Like you know, like I don't understand this kid. Like I don't know why he's there other than to be some kind. Like I'm I'm not sure he's really ever actually there. I'm waiting for the end of an episode where they're just like, you know, we really just imagined that dude, you know, because he's that fucking weird. But there's so many people in the show where you're like, oh, I do know somebody like that. I know somebody who smoked just enough shit that they make sense once a day. And if you're paying attention, you can get rich listening to that one time a fucking day when they make some sense. But you got to figure out what. But, yes. <laughs> we know someone. Everyone knows somebody like that. You know, everybody knows somebody like that, you know. And the shit, like, I like that, like, the whole thing is about, like, Paperboy. My man, Donald Glover's cousin, this rapper named Paperboy, who's, uh, he's got one fucking hit out on, on, a, on some, based on some mixtape bullshit. And he, he, he has, everyone's listening to it. Everybody thinks it's hot shit. But no one in the neighborhood knows it's him because he lives in the same projects they live in. So, like, they can't believe... I'm only the most he's really that dude. artist in your hip in your apartment complex. Right. He, yeah, he's a drug dealer, but there's other drug dealers around. Like, ain't shit important about him, right? Like, so he's going through that. Like, <laughs> come on, man. So when he tries to like up the ante on his drug dealing, he's bad at that, right? He can't really go and make an album because he ain't got no money for studio time and shit. 
Like it really is. It's like it, it's it's an awesome display of like sometimes you just luck into something cool, and if you, you if you ain't really paying attention, you are gonna fuck this up. Yeah. Okay. When well, you can't afford to fuck it up, and everybody's fucking up. Everybody's fucking up. You know. And we all know people like that. Right. And we all know folks like this. <laughs> so I, I think yes, do it. Okay. So now you owe us, Troy, because you didn't watch Stranger Things either, my man. Man, fuck that. Watch Stranger well, Things. No, I was watching um. Uh, the Get Down. You did watch The Get Down? Yes, I'm watching The Get Down. The, the Get Down got a little... I was thinking about The Get Down today, and it was a a little too West Side Story. Somebody wants the... Somebody really wants that to fail. Because this is the third time in like two or three weeks there's been rumors that it's been canceled. Really? Yes. I've seen it on my feed <laughs> really? like two or three times. Like, it's canceled, but then you look at the article, and the article says unnamed sources. But then you ask the director. The director's like, no, we're actually... We're good. We're fine. Like, you know, we're actually filming the second part of the season. You know, we're going to start that next month. So uh, somebody really wants this to fail. Because I have never, I've never heard these kind of, like, rumors and shit being spread about Stranger Things. Right. About any of this other kind of new Netflix right. kind of shit. Like, oh, Netflix is losing a lot of money. And then Netflix is like. No, we're not. No, nah, we're, you know. In fact, we're about to double down and do even more original fucking content. Right. So it's like, within a couple of years, ninety percent of what we're gonna have is fucking original content. Right. So that's kind of weird there. So it just—it's I've never seen somebody really wants this to fail, and I don't know why or what the point yeah, is. Yeah, like what 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 is there to be gained by this show tanking when this show was really? It took me a while to understand what the show was. Right. And yeah. like I said, it might still be a little too West Side Story at times, but by the time we got to that joint with where they actually had the battle. I was like, yes, this is what I was waiting for. Right. Oh my God. Plus, see, knowing the shit, they, they still gotta like, they still gotta reconcile. That's happened in the season. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. You you want some kind of like, oh, how y'all gonna put this together? <coughs> you know, the first couple episodes were kind of eh, kind of bumpy. You stick through them, it gets better. The thing is though, is that they don't. I don't know if this is you know we're spending a lot of money on this. Yeah. Like 120 million or whatever, whatever, yeah. what kind of kind of shit like that. Netflix is making that money. What you know? What Netflix isn't worried about it. It's just the, I don't, I don't know why someone's all amped about it. Like, why is it important for that show to fail? I don't get it. Like yeah. people, are like, oh, it's been canceled. And they're looking around like, somebody listening? Yeah. Because like the the articles are like. Unnamed sources say and blah 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 and like the given the number the people, of original Netflix content that I'm that I've seen that is the same shit. You know, <laughs> something's gonna bump. Do you know? I get it. How they have how many shows can you do that are basically narcos, right? How many really? How many times can you do that show, right? And I mean, how many shows and, and, are on television? How, right. And how long till you make another show like it? Damn, like that's the thing that gets me. Like somebody wants this show to bomb, so so you just can't have a show. Where motherfuckers are saying out of one of New York's darkest fucking periods, literally, literally, right, <laughs> grew an actual global fucking movement, and see the interference of these other motherfuckers who didn't know shit about it that all had their hands out. You know, I've been dying for an actual show that was the literal, like, kind of the 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 the, the <clears throat> documentarian take, you know, but with actors on the history of hip hop or the history of metal, right. Or the history of comics, you know, something that's just like deeply mythological, yeah, right? That you can get real actors to play these parts, and then Madman that shit, Madman it, you know what I mean? Like, why not? Why can't you do the? Why can't this be the wire? <laughs> for hip hop, why not? 
You know, unless somebody didn't want that to happen. Well, because I think it was the first thing that you had a problem with is that you didn't expect them to take that mythological route. Right. You expected like some whole like. I wanted the documentary. Yeah. 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 I met so and so. Yeah. And then that's what you expected, and that's what I think a lot of people did. And then when they got hit with this, like, oh, I didn't sign up for this shit. I didn't ask for it. Right. And then people started either liking it or like you know kind of making their own kind of. Right. Kind of um, pronunciation. Meanwhile, Weeds got like eight fucking seasons. <laughs> ah, Orange yeah. is the New Black gets another season. Right. Even though, like, pretty much everybody I know is not chip on that. But whatever. All right. All right. Moving on. Watch Atlanta, people. <laughs> and Troy. Noted. All right. I got next coming soon in comics. All right. Because okay. people have been asking me because of the uh, uh, Invincible Iron Man number one comes out next month. Now, in a matter of weeks, this one, Iron Man number one comes out. With Ironheart? Ironheart, yeah. The, the, the Riri the, Williams. Riri Williams is my only real complaint about Marvel and its diversity push is <laughs> everyone that they create in this, this, sometimes they keep going to these like pop cultural like uh, obvious nods that to me are every bit as obvious as like brothers getting created in the 60s being named like Lincoln Washington. You know, I am, I am Jefferson Thomas, you know, Kennedy. I'm a basketball player and I was all set for great things. And I got the power to shoot lightning out of my eyes. You know, like this keeps happening like all the time. Like, I don't know what. So Riri Williams, eh? Okay, Riri. Okay. She's now the the, the smartest individual in the Marvel Universe. She's not. uh, Lunetta... Oh, the Lafayette or the Moon, Moon Girl. Girl. Moon, Moon Girls. Girl. Okay. And, I, and I'm, I take all that with a grain of salt, too, because I think that the only re- way yeah. any of this matters, like, I don't want, you can't compare the smarts of a Marvel superhero as one of the hardest things to actually depict in a comic book is uh, the sonic scream superpower, uh, <laughs> telepathy as a superpower, yeah. and the, the ability of someone to be smart as a superpower. It's hard to make that interesting visually. Yeah. Oh, they're just they're the third smartest person on the planet. How do we know by you drawing a thing? Black Bolt. The way they draw Black Bolt is kind of you get the sense that that the sonic thing is Yeah, because when Black Bolt whispers, you got to destroy a city. Yeah. I mean, but it's okay. kind of cool. Yeah, right. Um, but like that's that's a thing. But like it, it, graphically I'm like, you know, if you're taking the, an, almost the entire panel. Yeah. Is a word bubble yeah. and there's just a little asterisk. Sure. Cuz he said a thing. Yeah, they said a thing. He, and then like, a bunch of shit thing, blew up. and like because there was something I was watching. He's like, unique in that regard. Was it like a, it was an old Black Panther where he got Black Bolt to surprise somebody? Like he was running away from some dude, running around a corner, whoever it was, maybe it was Thanos, followed him, and around the corner is Black Bolt, and Black Bolt says something, and blows this dude clear across the planet. Sure. And he has like, you know, how does it feel to speak if only for a second? Yeah. But like that right there just becomes like this huge word bubble, little asterisks, and meanwhile, and like. This is big dirt, like trench, sure. that goes for like miles. Yeah, like, yes, <coughs> that works. And yes. it, that, but that, that also works because it's set up by you knowing black <laughs> you know can't speak. Black, right, right. If it's Banshee or the Black Canary or some of these other the, characters with literal sonic screen power, yeah, they just draw get, circles. Yeah, you get the they yeah. just draw circles. You but know, they're, they're like colory circles. Right. So, so when <coughs> when they tell you a character is second smartest, the smartest, third smartest, fourth smartest. There's no way to really make good on that because there's no way to visually depict that with a compare and contrast. Yeah. 
You just have other motherfuckers show up. Like, Dr. Doom shows up and is like, you're smarter than I was at your age, little girl. Right. You know? Reed okay. Reed Richards I, says I some get, shit. Yeah, yeah. And it, Reed Richards isn't even on the planet now. You know, we moved him off a year ago. So even Reed Richards can't be like, man, you just did everything that I've done for the past 60 years, all in three issues. Like, that's not mm-hmm. happening. So I just felt like it's just, it's, it's a word balloon. Gotcha. It's some, just some te- flavor text. It's flavor text. Okay. It's flavor text. But a lot of people are really interested in the Aaron Hart character, right? Because it is, it is a, a, a teenage black girl in, the, in her own Iron Man armor mm-hmm. with Tony Stark in a different capacity altogether. I think he's basically been made into an AI. And he's kind of like, he's like Friday and Jarvis were for his armor. Okay. He is that for her armor. Okay. Is what I believe they're going to be doing here. Hmm. Right? Because this is all coming out of the end of Civil War Two, right. which hasn't ended yet, hasn't finished. But uh, Iron Man number one, Invisible Iron Man number one, comes out before the uh, Civil, Civil War. Uh, Civil War Two ends. Okay. Right. Um, but that comes out next month. World of Wakanda comes out next month as well, or next month or month after. Mm-hmm. And that is the uh, uh, the story about basically Dora Milaje or whatever they're Milaje or whatever Mal- you want to call Dora it. Dora Milaje. Right. Written by Roxanne Gay. Written by Roxanne Gay and Tana Hesse Coates. Because that is how they are now advertising that book. It is advertised as by Todd Hesse Coates and Roxanne Gay. Now, I suspect this might be because while she might be a prominent black feminist writer, no one in, in, in the grand scheme of things, those pre-orders might not have come in like they hoped. So, so they, they put, need to attach Todd Hesse Coates' name, name to it, name it to keep, to keep the, the, the pre-orders up. You know what I mean? Now, in my shop... I know I was not going to be ordering an equal number of Black Panther and World of Wakanda. Though close numbers, because by the time we get to uh, World of Wakanda shipping, my Black Panther numbers will have come down because the trade is out. Right. Like, once that first trade paperback comes out, people, now you can trade weight with confidence. That book is out. I didn't buy the first five issues of Black Panther. Oh, that's cool. I just get the graphic novel right here. Right, right. right? That's so what, yeah. my shit ton of orders of Black Panther have, have dropped slightly but not by all that much. But I know for World of Wakanda, since it's not actually a Black Panther book technically, technically. right? It's my numbers wouldn't be as strong, but they're still pretty good. Okay. You know, still pretty good. Um, I'm going to suggest if you're interested in characters like Riri Williams and, uh, um, and, and Adora Milaje and, and what's going on in Wakanda, and you want more uh, like Marvel black superhero, you want more of the black verse, if you want more of that, now, if you weren't reading The Ultimates before, which starred Monica Rambeau, uh, Adam the Blue Marvel, Adam Brashear, and the Black Panther, they were all stars of that book along with other characters. Um, they're doing another iteration starting at number one again in, I want to say like November, right? Where you can get on the ground floor of that next iteration of that book, which really was pretty excellent for uh, that first run it just had, okay. right? So basically, you've got with uh, Adam Brashear, the Blue Marvel, you've got a character who is like Reed Richards smart, but like Superman powered, right? You've got the Black Panther, you've got Monica Rambeau, who was Captain Marvel, Photon, whatever you want to call it, Spectrum, you know? Um, you've got Miss America, um, who's got power to like hop between dimensions. Like, you've got a bunch of characters in this book that for, if you, if you, if you want to read like young characters of color as well as established characters of color doing a thing, Get the Ultimates, and Ultimates 2 is coming out. The next book is going to be called, it's called Mosaic. Mosaic is a new and human, right, who is black. Um, Mosaic's power is when he discovered he's an inhuman, he, his body was destroyed, right, but his essence 
remains intact. So he can only exist by hopping into the bodies of other people, right? So all of his adventures of whatever happens in his life now come through possessed, like, kind of like DC's dead man, I suppose, right? Um, but his first issue has to come out, so I can't tell you a hell of a lot. It's a brand new character. Okay. So a lot of times we get all hyped about like characters like Black Panther or whatever, and then people say when Riri Williams gets the Iron Man armor, people say, why don't you create new characters? Everybody yells that bullshit. Yeah. There are new characters. And what I'm going to predict is Mosaic is not going to be horribly successful because people don't really want new characters. People but they want, say they do. They say they do, but they say they want new characters, but they don't buy them. They don't actually put their money where their mouth is, right? So I suspect Mosaic will be for cats who, who want something cerebral and adventurous, right, while also supporting your characters of color, they're going to try it. In my store, I can, I, can, I can think about exactly who's going to try it. I might move a few, right? In stores across the country, I'm not seeing this as a thing because for the Inhumans, the characters people really want are the royal family. Okay. Since they're not using mutants anymore at Marvel, they're creating Inhumans like they were creating mutants back in the day, right? So this is just one more guy with some powers. We told you he was Inhuman, but, like, do you really give a flying rat's ass? And when you find out he's a, like... Uh, a black basketball player who had a chance to really do something with his life, who then got his body destroyed by his inhuman powers, are you going to give up $3.99 a month? Well, maybe you should. It might be worth it. But since you really only say you want new shit, what you actually want is old shit, the same way you've always gotten the old shit, so that you can ignore that with pride, right? That's what you want. So Ignore with pride. Ignore with pride. That's what you want. You want to be able to say, I want things exactly like they were, and then say, but I don't buy the things I actually do want because, well, I got other places to put my money, right? The new shit comes out and you don't buy it because you, you say you didn't notice it, right? Oh, I didn't, I didn't know the Ultimates were a thing or I didn't know that Mosaic was a thing. Uh, yeah, I never even saw those comics on my comic shop shelf. Yeah? Word? Hmm. You might find Mosaic right next to Moon Knight on your, your comic shop shelf. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's there. Don't worry. It's all good. Ah. There. And the last book I'm going to say you might need to get up on, and this is a project that's been a while in the works, it's Cage by a uh, dude, I think his name is Jindy Tadarovsky. Um, here, I'm gonna find, let me find in my previews real quick. Cage is the dude who did um, what the, fuck, the cartoon. You know the, the dude I'm talking about? Dude did the cartoon. Jindy Tadarovsky. That guy. Okay. Here, you look at the art style. You'll know exactly who I'm talking about. That guy. I think he did Powerpuff Girls and Samurai Jack. He's been working on a Luke Cage project for a long time at Marvel, <coughs> and he just couldn't really get going. Hmm. And finally, that shit's coming out. So it's like it's like black it's like the Black Dynamite oh, oh, style. Black Dynamite. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah. That, that's not the dude. But no, yeah. that was LaShawn Thomas. Yes. Yeah. But it's that style. Jindy, Jindy, his name is so weird. I can't his name is mad weird. <laughs> Jindy Tarakovsky. There. That, he's doing the shit, right? With a variant cover by Bruce Tim. So you know it's like basically coming out of that like modern anime type shit, you know? There. If you, if you like Samurai Jack and that, that sort of adventure experience there, this is Cage, Luke Cage, with the chain belt. Chain belt and, uh, and the tiara and the fro. In the fro. Straight, like, giving a fist to demons and shit or whatever the hell, you know. That's what that is. That's what's up. So, in, in comics, those are the things that I think you guys might want to be up on over the next month or so. 
right? There's like there's like six books right there. That's six books. Five or six books that are like right there for you. And there might be even more if I go through my shelves. I can just be like, and then read all this shit too. So when you come into Third Coast Concert, 6443 North Sheridan Road, you know, on Loyola's Lakeshore Campus here, when you come here, just holler at your boy, and I see you in the right direction. One show, one thing that's not on there is Nighthawk, which got canceled. Canceled, yeah. David Walker, who does the thing, who um, I found out who did a magazine I used to buy way back in the day. It's like a zine he made up called Badass Mofo, yeah. where he reviewed black exploitation films and talked a lot of shit about a lot of things. It had a great rating system where, like, if your movie sucked, he gave it a Jerry curl. <laughs> and half, you know, half, half scores were, were bald. And whole scores were afros. Okay. So you got four afros. You were like the best <laughs> movie ever. Um, so he wrote this. He wrote the book. You would hit me to it a while ago. Start reading it. Was like getting into it because dude was like, you know, dude was kicking white supremacist ass. Sure. Okay. Cool. There was a there was a conspiracy and like he had like kind of the kind of like a uh, not Darwin. Kind of like a. Um, a Jarvis kind of lady yeah. who was doing stuff in the back, like feeding him info and everything. Then he got canceled, but he said this thing on Twitter, I remember, and it was, it was really awesome. He said, look, we gave people the best cake ever, but people wanted pie. Yeah. Meh. So he didn't, t- he didn't take this as a loss, per se. Like he was able to still get some issues out, but that's how he rectified in his mind. Like, look, you know, we did good work, but... It's just, you know, because it's a consumer industry, people didn't want what we were having. Right. And and there's a whole lot of, like, if you look at Marvel, the shelves of a comic shop and see what Marvel's put out there, there's a shit ton of options if someone's looking for, like, characters of color that if you come across a little too heavy-handed, then people can just say, I'll support these other nine books. That tenth book is too much for me, you know? And, and it might be that, like, in the old days when Marvel had a max line, the Nighthawk that I saw... Might have been fine for something like that, right? But when I read Nighthawk and it says Squadron Supreme, right? He ain't as hard as that dude David <laughs> Walker wrote, you know? <laughs> now, it's funny because if the Punisher goes and is like that, right? Right? People are like, oh now shit, I gotta cheering. buy a t shirt. Right, now we're cheering. Yeah, 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 you know, that's what's up. All right. <laughs> Let us talk about this thing that has happened in the last three weeks called the NFL season. Or what I'm referring to currently is a season. Of deplorables. Now you just say that because because of the hometown bears. No, I'm saying it because of that bitch Mike Dicker. And a whole bunch of shit fucking fans <laughs> who can't understand why a man will take a knee in this day and age of America. We we have things so fucking amazing. Why why would a man You get twenty million a year, why don't you shut up? Yes. Yes. So I call this a season of, of deplorables. deplorables. Right? So you ain't even talking about the play. You're just talking about... No, man, I mean, look, the Bears ain't being very good right now. Fuck them. They ain't being very good. So when the Bears get better, we will talk about the Bears. The Bears ain't good. Bears ain't good. Ain't no need to talk about that shit. But I'm going to speak on a motherfucker who was a Bears coach. But right? I, but I will also actually, in that vein, a certain NFL player who we were rooting for last year, some people were rooting for him because he was the black quarterback and he was happy and he was joyful. He was balling. He's balling out. But then he said... All lives matter. And he has gotten his ass kicked all season, and I'm kind of cheering for that. 
say the absolute truth. Oh, for making his ass handed to him? I'm, I'm kind of. I'm yeah, kind of, I mean, hey, look, that's, I'm, that's fine. I'm kind of cheering for that. I, I, I kind of feel like when it comes to like a major social issue, the thing you don't want to do is go look for an athlete to put a microphone in his face. True. Right? Yeah, that's not the thing. Because a whole lot of cats don't want to rock the boat that yeah. they've been granted a seat in. Right? You know what I'm saying? Cam Newton doesn't want to rock the boat. Cam Newton has a fan base down that he's got to see every fucking week, right? Cam Newton likes to go out there and basically, man, he he wears he wears women's clothes more than Kanye does, all right? Are like Cam is on some different shit? shit. He's on some different shit. So so if Cam stands up there and declares all lives matter, I have to believe Cam is saying it because in Cam's world, that is the only place he feels like he can live. Maybe. He can only respond to some. He can only respond that way, right? But it's come out that Carolina specifically hired a Republican operative to talk to him and to tell him, you are messing up your money. Wait. The Carolina Panthers hired hired a a Republican dude. Hired a Republican operative, a dude who's been on like... To go to Cam Newton and say, what the fuck is wrong with you? Stop it. Will you get back to being black again? So no, no. Stop being black. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. So stop being black you're because you become up. so black now. Now you're fucking up your money. Yes, that is a thing though. That I can believe. I can totally believe that is true. I don't believe Cam Newton is the only guy that's ever faced that. I really don't. I, I think that sometimes, sometimes when you're prominent, if you're Tom Brady, right? Tom Brady. It doesn't matter if you're deflating balls or if you're squeezing titties. Like if you're Tom Brady, right? Or endorsing Donald Trump. Or endorsing endorsing Donald Trump, which people have forgotten. If you're Tom Brady, there's a lot you can do to not fuck your money up. Right, your paper is your paper. You're gonna get that money, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot that can happen before you start fucking your money up. But if you're a pro athlete in in one of the major sports involving lots of black people, right? If you're in one of those sports and you come out too black, you know, if that happens to you, it is it is kind of an established fact that you run the risk now of I'm turning white people off. Of fucking your money up, right? You gonna fuck your money up. So I can see someone saying to him, "You might need to play this shit a little more neutral, young man." Because last year, headed towards the Super Bowl, it was Captain America, Peyton Manning, versus young upstart, you know, black is blacker than black, thug, thug ass Cam Newton. Like, that was the thing. And people partied when Peyton Manning won that game. Yeah. Like, Peyton Manning went out there and bought out. <laughs> Which he did. He did not, right? <laughs> he game managed the fuck out of it, man. He, <laughs> because he Ron Grossman, Miller. <laughs> he re Grossman the fuck out of that game. No, right? I, no I, w- I would say he Trent Dilford the fuck out there. Okay. Perhaps. He Joe Flacco. You know, I was, my man, I was, wait, wait, what's the other, there's one other guy we're not naming. Um, <laughs> shit, I, I, you named Joe Flacco, um, I, I, I want to call him Bruce Miller, but he's not Bruce Miller. Brad Johnson. Court. Brad Johnson. <laughs> he Brad Johnson the fuck out of that game. That is the guy I was thinking of. Yes, he did. That is what he did do, because those guys all won. Those guys all won. They all won, whereas Rex Grossman did not win. Because their job was to give the, give the ball to the running back, Yep. and I'm going to let my defense do his thing. Yep. Every they, single they one of those dudes. But but that was the way that worked last year, right? So yes. people were thrilled that Cam Newton lost the Super Bowl. Yes. And didn't handle it all and, that and, well. And I would say a lot of people, yeah, because no one handles defeat well. Not really. Yeah. No one, you, you know, oh, you know, he was so destroyed and da da da. Everybody is. But how, you know, it's like the Gabby Douglas shit. Like, Gabby's not, Gabby Douglas wasn't happy. Like, I didn't do well. Oh, why are you so per, why you And meanwhile, then we get. I forgot her homegirl's name. The white chick who had with the with the funny look in gymnastics, like the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. shit. She be Mac something. 
I forget her name, but she was like, oh, that's so cute that yeah. she's so disappointed. And yeah. Meanwhile, Gabby Douglas just rakes over the coals. Right, right, right. So it's a different level of <coughs> what emotion is, is valid for who. Here's my season of deplorables. All right, speak on, speak on the so shit. So now motherfuckers want to come at people. Everybody got to come out of the woodwork and have some shit to say. Yes. And when Colin Kaepernick decided he would sit for this anthem, he stated very plainly, 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 that it doesn't seem right to stand for an anthem, hand on heart, and salute a flag that should represent everyone, but is not representing everyone, given the shit that I'm seeing happening out here in these streets. Right. Colin Kaepernick plays in a city that had to go through two different police chiefs in a matter <laughs> of weeks because they were both embroiled in a cover-up of, I believe, white police officers raping yes. black prostitutes, yes. texting each other about it and shit. Right? They had three police chiefs in two weeks in his city, the city he plays in. Right? So you can't say, ignore that shit, you make Oakland. 20 million a year, blah, 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 blah. Oakland. Oakland, whatever. It's, it's across the it's bridge. Across the it's across the bridge. Fran Fran and Oakland will they never are say two the same. They are two different cities. What the but fuck? They're, they're cool. but I, I get you. It's the Bay Area. It's the Yay you, area. You, right. So you can't, you can't say to me that, like, you make 20 million bucks a year, shut the fuck up. Right? It seems to me that we only listen to motherfuckers who make 20 million bucks a year. Right? Right. No one, the whole point of all this is no one listens to the motherfucker making 550 an hour. No. You Ask ain't listening to the motherfucker making 10 bucks an hour. Asking for 15. Right. So if somebody making 20 bucks an hour, you can come at me and tell me, somebody forwarded me an article last week. Hey, check this out, man. Cam New uh, Colin Kaepernick, he's now the most hated player in the NFL. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, he was already the most hated player in the NFL. He sucks as a quarterback. Last year, people hated him. He stunk as a quarterback. The only difference now is you know who he is. He didn't lose shit. You know? No, he, he gained more. No, only people in San Francisco hated him. People who were Niner fans hated him. No yeah. one else cared. Other people cared because they didn't want him to become their quarterback. If you were, if he you knew. Man. No, there are there people, there are fans of the NFL who understood that the Niners were shopping him. Yeah. And that because your city has a shit quarterback too, you might have been a work a thing out. <laughs> there was a chance Colin Kaepernick could have been a bear. Right, right. I'm just not, not he wasn't gonna start. Right. But Colin Kaepernick could have been a bear. Yes. Right? So a lot of cities could have been up with Colin Kaepernick. Great. Right? But, and in yeah. a lot of cities you could do worse than Colin Kaepernick yes. as a quarterback. Yes. Right? <laughs> Lord knows. Mike Ditka is yet one more motherfucker to stand up and say, if you don't like this country and the freedoms it's given you, you should leave it. While smoking a cigar looking like a plantation master. Fuck Mike Ditka. Because that sure. son of a bitch is the same motherfucker that went out there and caped for Joe Paterno. And Mike and Governor Rauner. But that's, yes, but Joe Paterno, yeah. Governor Rauner's just a crook. He's not a child rape apologist. Right. Or a child rape cover-upper. True, true. Or a child rapist <laughs> of whom Mike Ditka has stated some of these people that we've just mentioned are some of the finest upstanding human beings they've ever known, right? Fuck you, Mike Ditka, the same motherfucker who, during the heyday of the 85 Super Bowl Bears, forbid his players to go out there getting endorsements and shit, you know, as they're becoming the darlings of the goddamn football world. But and he's out he, there. He, yeah. Not only was he out there getting endorsements, he took their endorsements. Some of the endorsements he did were offered to some of his players first, which Ditka got in the middle of. Ditka took pennies, right, 
from his own fucking players. These dudes, we talk about motherfuckers right now getting Alzheimer's and like fucking shooting themselves in the chest so that their brains could be studied. Who played for this dude, right? And you telling me that this league that is giving pure lip service to protection of the head injury, right? To the preservation of the yeah. player's brain. Pure, yeah, pure. The, 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 the metaphorical slaves on the fucking field dying. Well, well paid slaves. Oh, okay. <laughs> dying for the billionaires in the box seats up above. Right. Right? And you tell me you can't have a motherfucker who just does what I would call the simplest and least obtrusive of protests. Yeah. Right? Especially when it comes out that before, what, 2003? 2009. 2009. People weren't on the field anyway. They weren't on the field. 2009. But when, when, that was 2009, when did the breast cancer thing start? Ooh, the breast cancer thing, the bre- I don't remember. The breast cancer thing was still in the 2000s. Still in the 2000s, right. It was still in the 2000s, I believe. It wasn't before and, and it, 2000. It was not, it was not before the 2000s, and suddenly they were selling mad pink merch. Mad pink shit, right. Mad pink merch that and not a dime went to any breast cancer organization. At all. So the point being that people were like, well, take the politics out of my football. Football, the NFL in particular, has put itself in, in politics. Absolutely. Yep. The military is paying. It's paying the NFL. It's paying the NFL to have that national anthem played and televised. The military is it's paying so that you can, see, yeah. you can see those four jets fly over your stadium. The military is paying for that, for the recruitment effort, right? Because the war is coming. So while you young black men can't afford to go see a football game, let's say a Monday night game or a playoff game, you sure as shit can be pimped to when it's time to go and get shot for the cause. Fuck you, Mike Dicker. And fuck your NFL full of deplorable motherfuckers. Truth. That. That's, that's the official word of stakes is high. <laughs> our cosign. I still our, got love for my bears, but call cosign. me when y'all win some shit. That, that ain't happening for a while. I mean, like a game. I, ain't, just, I mean, a game. I'm aiming low. Win a half. They won a half. No. No. No, they, they won a half. They represent it in a half. They, yeah. I mean, it was 10-7 at a half. Okay. Like, with Philly, yeah. Damn. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll take what we can get. Yeah. All much. right. Next up, for the pro wrestling fan. Because <laughs> What up, Al? This is where I clock out. He was, just, he was just trying to figure out what the hell that say on the screen. <laughs> I have, in my grubby little paws, wrestling fans... Black nerd wrestling fans, the Pro Wrestling Illustrated 26th Annual PWI 500 is the only issue of PWG I get every year. Let me tell you, I love it because I, for a sport that is scripted as fuck, they will, someone is ranking the top 500 guys in this amazingly awesome scripted sport, and I am so glad they do. But what I did because of the nature, because of this podcast, it is the, you know, State of the Black Nerd Podcast, I went ahead and want to tell you, Legion of Fan, and also Legion of Fan who likes wrestling, who the top black pro wrestlers are for you to be looking out for if you're not already up on these guys, right? So I've got like maybe 10 or 12 names here um, that you might need to know. And if you don't know some of these dudes, I kind of describe who they are for you. At number five, so overall, number five, straight up, Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal is a Ring of Honor uh, uh uh, basically main event dude and you might have seen him a little bit working in TNA uh, doing his like a black machismo gimmick he was doing like a like a black Randy Savage thing 
but he's not in TNA anymore. He's an RH. He was Ring of Honor's world champion. He was a TV champion and world champion at the same time. Jay Lethal's the real deal. Like you, at some point, if the WWE didn't come for this dude, something's wrong, right? He is that good, but I'm actually kind of glad he's still in Ring of Honor. And I think that one of the reasons Ring of Honor is still is, is really viable is guys of Jay Lethal's level staying in the company and helping to grow the company. Number 15 surprised me, and that's this dude Ricochet. And I might have talked about Ricochet on the podcast last year when we talked about the wrestling joint. Um, Ricochet is, is kind of a highly acrobatic, kind of high-flying cat, but he's worked a lot in Japan, and he's worked a lot in the U.S. He works in Lucha Underground as uh, Prince Puma under a mask. So if you, if you get Lucha Underground on your, on your cable, uh, look for any Prince Puma matches. I think he's not there anymore. I think now he is also possibly headed to the WWE and NXT. Then we get to some dudes where I'm not entirely good. I'm not so cool with these dudes. Like Bobby Lashley's number 24, and I've never been a big Bobby Lashley guy. He's basically like a big muscle-bound ass cat who's working in TNA. And if you like, you know, some big wrestling organizations like big muscle-bound dudes, and Lashley doesn't do shit for me. Uh, number 42, no, number 38 is Big E of the New Day. Number 42 is Kofi Kingston of the New Day. Number 58 is Xavier Woods of the New Day. So you can tell that already in like a top 60, like dudes in the WWE, the New Day being like the most prominent bunch of brothers in the, in the WWE in general, got a whole lot of shine here, even though I think individually as wrestlers, they're not all that great individually. They're entertaining as a group, but they all got kind of, you know, they're all one after the other here in this, uh, in this list. It kind of bugs me a little bit. Uh, number 72 is Apollo Crews. And this is fine because Apollo Crews hasn't really made main roster impact in the WWE the way that like Kofi and Big E and Xavier have. So while I don't like that the New Day are all clumped together there and, and sort of like that high on the list in general, I recognize that they are working in the WWE and they are on Raw and they've been the tag team champions basically for a year plus, right? So that does kind of matter. But number 74 is intriguing because that's ACH, also of Ring of Honor and done some work in Japan and he's been, he's done some PWG shows and he's a little small spark plug of a dude. He's like a little black Rey Mysterio, right? And he's fucking great. He's really good. And he's super nerdy. Like his name moves after like, he's got a movie called The Dragon Ball Z, right? <laughs> he's got like, he names moves at the cartoons and shit all the time. He comes to the ring, dresses like some, that cat, one of them cats from One Piece, right? He, he, when he leaps into the ring, he does the Iron Man superhero pose, you know? Like he just, he's all video games and all cartoons the whole fucking time. It's really weird. It's hilarious. That's, those are the brothers in the top 100 because at 104, you get this dude, Moose, who just left Ring of Honor to go to either TNA or the WWE. And he's a former offensive lineman in the, in the deplorable NFL. <laughs> um, it wasn't deplorable apparently when he was there, but he ain't there anymore. Now he's a pro wrestler. And he think like a big Undertaker sized dude, right? But like just massively well cut, well built but not with a lot of actual chain wrestling ability. And you wouldn't really need it. He, like, he tries to show you his agility, but he'll get there. Number 116 is the best of the bunch, in my opinion, and that's Cedric Alexander, who you've probably seen now in WWE's Cruiserweight Classic, and also in some showcase matches on WWE Raw, and you should be seeing a shit ton more of him, and that's a dude that I said a couple years back that Cedric is the guy that you need to be looking out for in the next five years. He's gonna be a household name, and we're all gonna know who he is, right? Um, but to this point, he's left Ring of Honor. He is now in the WWE, or he should be signed by now officially. Um, and I've seen him a bunch on WWE programming and NXT programming. So um, if, you're, if you're really wanting to catch that next dude coming up, 
Um, Cedric Alexander is your dude. Like, pay attention to him. From North Carolina, um, he, he doesn't do a lot of brawling. He's not really great on the mic. And he would say himself, he doesn't like talking. He just likes doing his, his, his chain wrestling and his acrobatic lucha stuff. And he's just really good and fluid at it. Super impressive. I'll stop there because everybody else left on my list is outside of Rich Swan, who's at number 136 on my list. Everyone else on this list is just not that great because then we get to talking about Devon Dudley and Titus O'Neil, and you don't need to know more about Devon Dudley and Titus O'Neil. Really, it's it's all about Rich Swan at 136 um, and Cedric Alexander at 116. If the WWE really wanted to do something really cool, you'd pack the two of them in a tag team and just let them go, right? You do a year of that, right? And that could be incredibly entertaining, and I don't think anybody would be disappointed whatsoever. Yeah, they're cruiserweight-sized guys, but they can really work. And they've worked, they've got experience in, in, in America with Ring of Honor and a lot of, a couple of other indies like Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, but, but they've also got experience in Japan and Dragon Gate and New Japan. So they're not like dudes that you can't like do, you, that you got to completely teach the game all over again. Far from it, right? For everything that you're about to get out of guys like Johnny Gargano as uh, Tommaso Ciampa, you're going to get, a, you get exactly that thing, if not more, out of Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan. There, Pro Wrestling Talk, done. Boom. Boom, with it, son. Done I'm and it. done. I'm, I'm sure pro wrestling fans, shout out to Al. Yo, <laughs> yo, I, I, I know you feeling that. No, you, you, you all about that right there. Y'all can dialogue about that. One thing I forgot, thing I'm looking forward to, things I like, Mafia 3, which is coming out October 7th uh, for the PC, uh, PS4, uh, Xbox One. Basically, it's 1968, it's, in, it's, it's New Orleans. Uh, you're a black dude, just come back from the war and everything. Your family's been killed by the mob. Now you gotta take the mob down. People, this shit, this shit looks bonkers. It's open world. Basically, you're dealing with not only you're dealing with politics because you're dealing with kind of this old boy network and like all these kind of rackets and vices and that kind of thing. So you're doing and, and you're doing period appropriate stuff like the period appropriate cars and guns and all this kind of stuff. But what you're doing is you're exacting um, uh, revenge on, the, on different mob people who, you know, in, who, are, who killed your family, basically. And it's true to form where, you know, they have their segregated um, restaurants and whatnot, like your character walks in and they call the police on you. Um, they had a thing today they were showing where if there's a police officer walking around and you stand in front of him for too long, he'll start shooting you and will call for backup. Like it's very, you know, and if you're in certain amount parts of town, they call the police on you. Like it's it's very much a it's very much a period piece. It's very much a a kind of a, a, a trees of like like I said, 1968 down south. You got the mint juleps. You got you know good old boys, and you have this kind of this clan kind of stand-in called the, I guess, with the, like the Southern Union, where basically you get to basically off dudes in hoods, and that's really enjoyable to me. Um, that's coming out, like it's just a full world. They've taken basically a map of New Orleans, so there's kind of a, a, a Bourbon Street, there's a downtown, there's a bayou, where if you jump in the water, you get attacked by alligators. So, like, oh, shit. So, it looks to be really, really interesting. Like it's, it's really, it's political. Um, it's kind of a period kind of thing. And it looks really, really nice. I'm totally, totally looking forward to that. 
That's October 7th. I've been watching playthroughs and game reveals and trailers and all that kind of stuff uh, while on the way to time. So that looks like it's going to be really, really hot. Definitely looking forward to that. That's going to be coming out next week. Really about that. So that was the thing I totally forgotten. I liked. Was looking forward to. Yep. Y'all should peep that shit because you get the off clan members, and that's <laughs> who doesn't like that though. Like, you can't do it in real life because real clan members run for office. But right in the video game, you can off clan members. That's happening. So let's keep it moving. Get got, motherfuckers. All right. Speaking right. of getting got, so right. Speaking of getting got, <laughs> next up on our list. There's a new video about Living Color. And I actually, apparently there's more than one version of this, but the version I saw I actually did like. And it's Living Color to do in the, the covering Biggie's Who Shot You. Yes. Right? And basically, it's their, it's their gun violence statement, right? Yeah. And I kind of felt like, all right, you know what? This is the kind of thing I want to see. I want to see this. I want to see, like, something where black rock musicians step up and just, like, Fucking throw down, right? Like I, I never minded. I only had a problem with like the like the worlds of rock and hip hop colliding when it was contrived and shitty. Yes. But Living Color were never that, right? Living Color have always just been one of the best bands on the planet, right? And I'm a little surprised that it took this long, right? Mm -hmm. But they did a great job with it. They did a good job. They did a really good job. So I, was, I peeped this recently, and I was like, damn it, you know what? I think I actually I could. I can stand to hear more of this kind of okay. thing. Okay, okay. You know? There is a version um, where they bring in, um, they, bring, they bring in hip hop artists. They do bring, there's a version where it's a couple dudes, this Black Thought shows up on it. Um, it's still the basic kind of underpinning, uh, still the basic beat and everything. And they don't do the lyrics. Yeah. But they, they have these other guys do they let it. The, the rappers do the lyrics. Yes, the rappers right. do the lyrics. So Black Thought, it's Feral Monch. Um, <coughs> I think I might like that. There's a there's a couple other people. Nobody comes whack, so it's it's still really good. All right, because I actually feel like you know, there's part of what we get in our society these days is some of the shit that we you catch is because people want you to stay in your little box. Right. Right. That way they can they can yeah. they can Just tell still, story right. from a certain negative as long as you stay in your little box. Right. But one thing that like black rock musicians have, have never really done is stay in a little stay box. In a box. Right. Right. But one thing they've always been able to do is actually connect with hip hop, right? That's still always worked. If they still connect with R&B, hip hop, funk, soul, whatever, jazz, right? Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't mind seeing a project that had prominent like like brothers in rock music, like Doing getting together the, with hip hop yeah. artists to actually put out music that was that was for political. purpose. That was political, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? Because this gets to profits to rage. Yes, it does. Right. Which is the 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 Tom Morello, Rage Against the Machine, Chuck D, Be Real joint, right? Right, and that I kind of feel like I don't think that's what I want, right? I think I do want to hear I want to hear this album, okay? Because I love these the, the PE you shit, love, yeah. I love the Rage shit. I was not really always there with Cypress Hill. Yeah. I tried, I really did try, you know. Um, but like I feel like when we you and I before we started recording. We watched the Prophets of Rage like a, a promo reel bit with some interviewing and shit and some footage from one of the shows out in LA. And I remember I just said to myself, I said out loud to you, part of my problem here is I'm looking at all these dudes in the audience and I already know that 99% of the motherfuckers in that audience are already gonna go vote. 
right? There's no one that they're reaching in that audience right there. Yeah. There's any question doesn't already agree with them. Right. Right? There's no one in that audience right there you're about to spur to some action that wasn't already positive before they came to your show. Right? So there is the question of how do you reach dudes who are out here getting lost in the fucking cracks. Right. Right? Who you need them to take some action. See, that's right? probably where that other, that's probably where Living Color shit comes in. Yeah. Because even though Living Color's been around for a long time, thing is, is that somebody in, somebody in the streets or whatever, oh, Black Thought got something? Yeah. Pharaoh Monch got something? Right. You know, if Sheik Luch or like some Jada Kiss, somebody got something, what do they have back, to say? Back, back up, back up, back yes. up. There's a dude named Sheik Luch? Yes. God damn. <laughs> okay. All right. Continue. <laughs> damn. I wasn't ready for that. that was, I, I did that not was, know. I, I did not know there was a dude named Sheik Luch. Yeah, from the locks. Oh, okay. I've seen his name written down. Yes. I didn't notice how it was pronounced. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. The, the, the pause. But anyway, but these dudes, <laughs> but these dudes are the probably the ones that's gonna reach. One of these dudes' fucking names. Someday we're gonna be at some festival with these motherfuckers. Somebody gonna come at me. Like you made fun of my name. No, I didn't. I just wasn't aware that your mama called you that. Like I just. God damn it. Damn. But those are the dudes who are probably gonna be able to reach the folks who are going through the cracks, or whatever. Whatever. They like. Maybe a young kid like, I don't know who Living Color is. My parents right. keep talking about this show named Living Color. Well, shit, man. Now know. we got a point where like, the young motherfuckers might not know who Feral Monch is. It now requires somebody like Feral Monch to reach somebody 30 years old to reach somebody 15 years old, right? It ain't even like he, they, they're not, we were at a point, we used to be at a point where you could reach back one generation, right? And yeah. catch somebody and bring them up. Right. Now you got to reach back a generation to send someone back from there. We're there now. Because that whack-ass bullshit for that freshman class, double XL bull, them cats, whoever's listening to them, they don't know who the fuck Feral Monch is. They don't give a shit. They're black thought. They, what the fuck, the, the, the dude with, the, 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 dude with the, the barrettes and the braids, the beads in his hair and the purse? You think he knows who black thought is? Really now? Nah, he don't know who black thought. He ain't got a black thought. Come on now. The hell I'm saying? What? <coughs> Okay, I get you on that. The thing is, though, what hip hop has really been about is respect for the culture, even though some folks don't seem to have it or whatever, whatever. Right. They'll show up at Hot 97, they'll show up in New right. York, they'll show up there, and they will talk. The thing is, though, is that they know. They put some start respect on it. They put some, put some respect on it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they know that the instance they talk shit about the old guard. Yeah. Oh, Could have pulled up. Oh, they suck. Da 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 da. That ain't gangsta. <laughs> One thing you have to do in hip hop is ex- say at it's the very least, to your face. At the very least, express reverence. Sure. For the old school. They may not know what Black Thought is. Right. But they may. But they're not dumb enough to go on a show and like I've never heard of Black Thought. Black Thought is probably you wack. Really think they ain't dumb enough? I don't think so. Oh, shit. I don't think so. I think I'm gonna bet you. A I don't dollar. think so. Okay, because the next month it would be great. See, this is where, and this is a thing we were talking about patient zero last time. Yeah, yeah. About yeah. rapper zero is yeah. the fact that somebody, yeah. at some point, yeah. ended the the possibility for people getting their careers ended. Yeah, I would think now if some if I was an aspiring rapper and I went on show and I like, 
I don't know who Fairmont or Black Thought right. or Rakim is, but they whack. And they came I, up. I might get on the fucking Greyhound bus <laughs> and come punch in the face. You might, yes. You're right. I, I, but I see, heard someone say, like I don't know who Black Thought or Rakim are, but I'm sure they're whack. I might have to get your address. <laughs> but my I point, might have to come put something in your mailbox. But, <laughs> but the point is, you, your thing was that uh, uh, Rakim, you know, the 15-year-olds don't know. Yeah. Rakim, Feral Monch, Black Thought, kind of the, the, the triumvirate right, that right, we right. use right now. The thing is, though, is that even if you don't know them, the thought being that any one of those dudes can end your career yep. is now actually vacated because we've had this watering down of the culture as far as who gets to say you're done. Right. Little man, shut up. <laughs> shut up. I'm going to take the mic from right. you. I'm going to talk about you. This used to be a thing. Right. And now it's kind of not a thing anymore. So I really don't know. I really don't think that it's, it's um, I, 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 there's a point that yes, young people may not know, but I said one of the things about hip hop is that you have to, even if you don't, even if you don't, you can say it quietly to yourself, like, but in no way, shape or form can you be on like a, a hip hop radio station yeah. and say, these dudes, Biggie was whack. Right. Cube is whack. Right. You can't do that. Because A, somebody's going to put something in your mailbox. Right. Or B, your fans will probably be out. Yeah. You can't do it. You can't do it. Even I was watching a commercial the other day, Ice Tea. Like, that shit is Lemonade funny. commercial. Oh my God. I laugh at that shit every time. <laughs> every fucking time. Lemonade. Lemonade. Read the sign. Read the sign. Lemonade, man. <laughs> Read it. Delicious. <laughs> Delicious. That shit makes me laugh every time I see it. I that was the wife. highlight of the Bears game. I said to my wife, I was like, I was like, wife, wife, I'm gonna tell you the truth right now. Somewhere right now in New Jersey, there's a house, and I see is sitting on the front lawn of it, next to some kids selling lemonade, <laughs> reading the paper, and he keeps mad as hell that people keep yelling iced tea. Right. He's like, it's lemonade, lemonade. <laughs> Read the sign, man. Read the sign, man. Come on, man. Delicious. Delicious. Read it. Oh, God. <laughs> that commercial makes me laugh every time. And, like, with no, with no fail. Like, it's just funny every time. <laughs> that was the highlight of watching the Bears game. It was like, I'm <laughs> waiting for this, commercial, waiting for this commercial to come on. Like, I hope this commercial come on. Oh, shit, the commercial came on. Back. And we're done now. And Damn. we're done now. Right. She was dope. She was great. All right. <coughs> so... I want to see more black rock and hip hop in this Good. current political climate. In the current, yeah, I want to see more of it. In fact, because along right, with my, my, my Luke Cage playlist, I will give you black rock artists of course and hip hop artists. Of course you will. I will name them since next month. I mean, besides Judgment Night? That was hilarious and <laughs> also sometimes great. Sometimes great. Some, some parts of that was really fucking good because Booyah Tribe got a paycheck. <laughs> Tell you, Booyah Tribe. <laughs> Woo ya try. We gotta try. We gotta try. We gotta Oh, God. Judgment Night. You know? Ha, ha, ha. No, no, no. I, I, no, I'll, I'll give you more bands than that. Okay. But see, but uh. the, the point being, in a counterpoint <coughs> to the deplorable NFL, yep. these are guys, these are people who they have nothing to lose. Right. Like, they're not getting a $20 million paycheck. Right. They're, you know, still on the sh they're still doing shows. They're still touring. They're still right. making up albums or whatever, whatever. They might get label pushback or whatever. Right. 
but they are in no way, shape, or form under the same kind of pressure an NFL player is who, like, I better shut up, play the game, not say shit, you know, do some bullshit like the Seahawks did. Let's all link arms. Right. You know, I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to have, you know, so now, little Joey mind, from so-and-so burning my jersey. I didn't mind the linking of the arms. I didn't mind the linking of the arms. That was bullshit. What I, what I, yeah, I mean, it was, was kind of bullshit. But, like, you know what's bullshit? It's bullshit when there's a team of 53 fucking dudes and two black players take a knee or raise a fist and the other 51 motherfuckers don't do shit. Yeah. Like, are you telling me none of you have anything to say about murder in the streets? No. That you're seeing, like yeah. no one, like I can't and believe that's that. What, and that's what emboldened motherfuckers like Mike Ditka, Trent Dilfer. I mean, Jerry Rice was fucked up. Jerry well, Rice was fucked up in the game. Yeah. Then Jerry Rice went, oh, yeah. Somebody got to Jerry was like, right, hey, hey Jerry, Jerry. I mean, you got a Hall of Fame jacket, dog. You, you're good. More than that, some of these dudes are from the South, right? They're from places where that shit was happening before the advent of the camera phone. <laughs> right. You know, that's what gets me. Right. Like when Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice out, went to Valley. It's like, listen, mother. Jerry Rice went to Mississippi Valley State. Motherfucker. <laughs> Delta. You, you the Delta probably Devil. saw people <laughs> hanging from trees, <laughs> asshole. What is wrong with you? You know, like it ain't like this shit just happened right now. And now we're speaking out on it. It's been happening forever. And now people are speaking out on it. Like, so support them. What are they going to do? Not They're going to not let you play Jerry Rice? Right. You know, you got you a Hall got of Fame your money. jacket. You got your money. You got your Hall of Fame jacket. Your 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 shit isn't tarnished. Your reputation, right. your shit is not tarnished. Right. Now, no shit is tarnished. Ray Lewis, fuck him. <laughs> yes, Ray Lewis got on his face. Ray Lewis went to Miami. Ray Lewis is from Miami, if I remember correctly. And Ray Lewis kept, but see, <coughs> people from Florida keep talking about that's not the South. Well, we know different. I, I also go with that one commercial for Sonic. That says, we'll name some other Earths. What is Earth 2? Earth 2. The Schmurf? <laughs> Florida? <laughs> you know? When Ray Lewis comes out, it was like, Ray Lewis, you cannot tell him shit about police brutality. I tell my kid to just do what the police officer said. Okay. Why do you tell your kid that? Why do you have because to have your... Why do you have to have... No. For the police. I, I'll he tell you what. His, he, his whole meandering shit... If no Peyton sense. Manning has children, I'd be really curious if Peyton Manning has had conversation the first with his kids about how to react to the police. If Trent Dilfer has kids, I'm pretty sure Trent Dilfer and his kids have never fucking sat down, had a conversation about where you put your hands when the police pull you on. So the reason you're having that conversation is you don't want your kids to catch a bullet when you know Trent Dilfer's kids wouldn't. Eat a hot bowl of dicks, Ray Lewis. I was going to refrigerate them shit. My fucking iced tea quote. Hot bowl of dicks came from ice. That's true. That's true. <laughs> just came from ice. They gotta be hot. The cauldron. Stir them shits up. The cauldron. Like chicken motherfucking soup. And we can't even we can't name the episode Eat a Hot Cauldron of Dicks. We can't do that. We can't. We can't because iTunes. iTunes will kick us iTunes off. iTunes will be shitting all over us. Last but not least, oh, big fist in the air, because there have been more dead brothers in the news. There's lots of other things you can't do while black they're, these days. They're dead brothers, they're dead sisters. Right. Yo, I was I, I saw a can't post. Can't name them all. I saw a post. It was like people since um, Mike Brown. Women since Mike Brown. Women since Mike Brown. And I'm scrolling. Yeah. And I'm scrolling. 
and I'm still scrolling. Yeah. Like it was a full like ten seconds of scrolling on a list that was double spaced. I was like, this is some bullshit. I'm gonna tell you, like, we'll speak on some of the shit where motherfuckers are shot in cars waiting for their kids or shot while lying on their backs with their arms in the air or tackled and then shot twice in the chest while some motherfucker yells gun when they had a legal gun or whatever, or didn't have a gun. In open, open carry state. Yeah, in open carry state. Like, and this shit, I'm gonna also speak on this for a minute too. Like, no, like, Facebook ain't really taking, okay. A lot of the ways in which you notice some shit happened is Facebook is sometimes people's primary news source, yeah. right? And it's not a knock, it's just a fact that sometimes it's the first thing a motherfucker does in the morning, right. you get up and you go to Facebook. Right, right. You don't get up in the morning and turn on NBC or ABC News or whatever the fuck anymore like, you, you're like your old man used to do back in the day, right? Or like in the evening, you don't do that. Like your granddad, my granddad, every fucking day, uh, we, when he came home, we, we would go to bed. Before we went to bed, it was like Johnny Carson and the news, you know what I mean? Those are two things we got to fucking do. And you saw what was going on in the world because of the news, and the news was the news. But now, Facebook is a lot of people's news. Twitter's a lot of people's news. And a lot of what we end up talking about sometimes out there when we talk about shit we're mad about is brothers getting shot, reading a book while black, walking down the street while black, listening to music while black, and having car trouble while black. But I'm also say that it's an utter and complete fucking travesty, the sheer untold and unheralded amount of the trans community that are getting whacked out here because motherfuckers are treating them like fucking human refuse, right? And this shit is hurtful as fuck because no matter how you feel about whether or not somebody, somebody's sexuality is what you think it is or somebody's life is going where you think it goes, you don't have a right to murder someone because you don't like what equipment they were born with or you don't like what clubs they go to or you got fooled on that ass that you thought was a different kind of ass and you was trying to run up in it, right? You don't have the right to exterminate motherfuckers and have it not be discussed, right? This is where we're at. We're talking about the extermination and the, the hunting of minority populations here. And the trans community is also taking it on the chin and with very little fanfare because the only way you would know, America, this is happening is if you have a bunch of like LGBT friends, you know what I'm saying? Like you got right. you got to have people in your circle, right? Who are about that life, so that you know what they're going through. And if you don't have that in your life, you don't know. Right. And for some of us who want to talk about what relatives of ours are going through, getting locked up for this or getting hammed up for that or whatever the hell, there's a lot of shit that happens to cats. Everybody I know got somebody in a family. If you if you if you a brother from the south side or west side. You know you got that one cousin, that one uncle, you got that brother, you got that sister, you got somebody that the church ain't agreeing with right now, <laughs> right? That somebody else out there is just waiting to victimize. And what you need to do, what we all need to do, is start standing up for our, our gay and trans and lesbian and, and, and like, 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 like intersexed and like folks going through it. For those people in our lives going through a fucking thing, ain't nobody out here, nobody would choose to be shot, beat with a tire iron, dragged behind a fucking... Uh, a truck right. set on fire like no one would choose a life where that would be the end result of that bullshit you wouldn't do it you would never choose that shit you ask anybody when you're born hey what kind of life would you like to have almost everybody be like shit I want punch and pop punch and pop I don't want the dog set on me right right but this life that we got this is the only life we got so if you know somebody who who is might find themselves in this kind of situation understand that they might be braver than you are right now, right? 
And I say that meaning it takes a lot of motherfucking guts to be somebody a part of the counterculture in this day and age. All right? Because if this goddamn demagogue neo-Nazi fucking becomes president, right? Your hair weave ain't gonna save you, right? <laughs> your checkbook ain't gonna save you, right? And a lot of people, even if he does, and if he doesn't win, a lot of people are coming out the woodwork right now, right? Thinking shit is sweet, right? Thinking things is oh, it's right. Th- it's safe we to have pop learned, out now. We have learned we're all, that it ain't about wearing a suit and tie. It ain't about using the Queen's English. It ain't about none of that shit. We have learned that, and you you don't get it. You you don't get to say anymore. Just be this way, just do this, and everything will be okay. What that is, is here's how you hide in your life. Fuck that. You, get a, you have a right to live, right? So I'm saying that this, for Stakes is High, the Black Nerd Podcast. For sure. Right? Right? These are our brothers and sisters out here. Right, right. We see y'all. We got your back. Word. Yes. So on that note... I ain't got shit else. What you got in there? I ain't got damn thing. All right. We're going to do this shit next month, huh? All right. We're going to do this shit. We on some positivity shit, and we on some righteous righteous anger shit. (laughs) Really? We on some righteous anger shit. And I really- Shout out to my girl, KDC. (laughs) The most righteous, angriest chick I know. (laughs) Shout out to our peoples worldwide and everything. Y'all doing your thing, and y'all going through it and everything. Y'all going- We got folks going through it. We got folks who are comfortable- but y'all need to wake up, up to wait, up to wait. We ain't, ain't got time for comfort. We got, you know, we, 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 we see y'all, but we need y'all in the, it's a struggle out here right now. So all the people who are looking at posts we're making and all this kind of stuff, like, why are you so I'm angry? I'm but I'm still looking out my window. I'm watching you coming up the wall. <laughs> so, you see me, I see you. You looking for me? Nah, I'm looking for you. <laughs> no, where's your ID? <laughs> Yo. So we out here, y'all out here, we out here together. So that's what's up. So this has been Stakes is High. The Black Nerd Podcast. Episode 15. 15, son. 15. XV. I did find out there's another Stakes is High podcast. Fuck. <laughs> if you do a search, it's, it's some relationship joint that they started after we did. So fuck. fuck. All right, word up. <laughs> <laughs> I am Troy Hunter, a.k.a. at Tall Black Guy on the Twitters, the Tumblers, and all that social medias. Ill Gates in your area representing South Side, West Side, All Side. I'm your boy, Terry Gant, a.k.a. Doc Midnight, a.k.a. Dread October, and I ain't fucking having it. Let's live, people. <laughs> Word up. See y'all. Deuces.